0: This is Kansas City today. I'm Naomi Unugia Dean. It's Monday, October 25th. Today, our episode is about a couple of major local elections happening right now on the Kansas side of the state line. Later, we'll hear more about the race for mayor of Overland Park. But first, we'll zoom in on the election to decide the next mayor of the unified government of Wyandotte County and Kansas City, Kansas. Current mayor David Alvey is seeking a second term, but he faces a strong challenge from former Kansas City, Kansas Deputy Police Chief Tyrone Garner. In-person voting started this weekend and will last through Election Day on November 2nd. Here to talk us through the race is KCUR contributor Lynn Horsley. Hi, Lynn.
1: Hi there. So what does this race look like right now? Well, Nomeen, this race features two really different perspectives on where Wyandotte County stands right now. Um, David Alvey says the county is making a lot of progress and that he's the person to maintain that momentum. Tyrone Garner, on the other hand, counters that the county is in a real slump. He says far too many neighborhoods are neglected and nothing is getting done for average taxpayers. Can you tell me more about the two candidates? So David Alvey surprised a lot of people when he was elected mayor in 2017, defeating then-Mayor Mark Holland. Alvey maintains that in his first term, he's guided the county responsibly through the COVID pandemic while promoting economic growth and jobs. Here's David Alvey speaking at a Chamber of Commerce debate on August 31st.
2: We are making progress in bringing new development, over $900 million of new investment in Wanda County, most of which is going to be paying taxes immediately to our unified government.
1: And I should note there's another debate that people can watch online next Wednesday, October 27th. Garner, on the other hand, retired in 2019 after a long career with the Kansas City, Kansas Police Department. He says he'll bring more inclusive and responsive leadership. And his platform includes tax relief, audits to promote government efficiency and more equitable development and investment, especially east of Interstate 635. Here's Garner at that same August chamber debate.
2: We should have investment in our disinvested areas of our community. We should have a utility bill that really is a utility bill. We should have infrastructure programs that are equitable in how we deliver these goods and services. We should have public safety that is fully staffed.
0: What has Alvi's first term been like?
1: Well, it's obviously been difficult with COVID, but he cites first-term progress with the Merck Downtown Grocery in 2020, senior housing in a former YMCA building, new loft apartments at 8th and Washington, and new ownership at the Monarchs Baseball Stadium. There's also a new Amazon Fulfillment Center at the old Woodlands site. And there are plans in the works for an Urban Outfitters Distribution Center near the Speedway. Alvi also says that going forward, the unified government is working hard to attract investors to restore several thousand land bank properties.
0: What promises is Garner making?
1: Well, Garner, on the other hand, said he would oppose most incentives for big-box stores, and he would concentrate on improving neighborhoods and small business opportunities. His priorities include reducing onerous fees, Uh, streamlining development regulations, seeking solutions to the food deserts in Wyandotte County, and providing homeless shelters to move people out of poverty.
0: There are lots of allegations about police corruption in KCK, particularly involving a former detective named Roger Golubsky. How have the candidates responded to that?
1: Well, Alvy says he has championed police reform, and that includes now providing all police officers with body cameras. He also says his administration has cooperated fully with the ongoing investigation of Golubsky. Uh, At the chamber debate, Alvey said Golubsky's alleged wrongdoing occurred while Garner was on the police force. And so he said if Garner knew anything about that misconduct, he had a duty to report it. Now Garner shot back with a stern rebuttal. He said he never knew about Golubsky's alleged wrongdoing and that he served honorably for decades with the police department. Um, Gardner also said he fully supports an outside investigation of any public employee or official accused of misconduct.
0: Lynn Horsley is a freelance reporter for KCUR. You can read more about the unified government mayoral race at kcur.org. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors.
2: At UMB Private Wealth Management, a division of UMB Bank, UMB always puts your interests first. UMB's registered advisors are fiduciaries, so that means they are legally and ethically required to only recommend investments that are the best fit for your individual circumstances. UMB provides one-on-one guidance to help you make savvy financial choices on your wealth-building journey. Tap into high-touch financial planning services so you can earn, grow, and create the life you want. Learn more at umb.com slash wealth management.
0: This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomeen Ujia-Dean. Overland Park residents are also deciding who will become mayor. In-person voting began on Saturday and will run through November 2nd. Some major issues in the community include economic development and policing. Kyle Palmer is the editor of the Shawnee Mission Post, which has published extensive coverage of this race and others in Johnson County. And he joins me over Zoom. Hi, Kyle.
2: Hi, Amin. Thanks for having me again.
0: So who are the candidates in the mayoral election?
2: Well, uh, let's start with the man who is currently on the city council. That's Kurt Skoog. He has served on the city council now for 16 years. He's the current city council president um very close ally of outgoing mayor carl Gerlock. in fact has been endorsed by gerlach as well as uh, the mayor before Gerlach, Ed Eilert, who's now, of course, the uh, chairman of the Johnson County Commission. Skoog, you know, paints himself as the consummate insider, uh, the experienced hand who has been in City Hall um, in this time of, of growth and development for Overland Park. His opponent is Mike Sinegi, um, a political newcomer, never run for public office before. He's a retired business executive who worked for um, AMC and Applebee's, among other places, and really casts himself as the outsider, plays up his corporate experience, um, and is also interestingly openly run as a Republican in this race, which has traditionally been seen as nonpartisan. Um, but Sinegi has made explicit his conservative case for being mayor of Overland Park, really built on the platform of low taxes and law and order.
0: What are some of the major issues at stake in this election?
2: Uh, well, I think we'll get into some specific issues in a bit, but really this election has turned into a contest over. Uh, competing visions of what Overland Park has been for the past 20 years and and where it's going next. Skoog, um, as I alluded to, often touts his alignment with the current administration and Carl Gerlach, weds himself closely to the policies that he says have made Overland Park perennially one of the best places in the Kansas City region, if not the country, to live. Um, Talks a lot about development, especially in the downtown area um, and the moves the city has made to attract businesses and make Overland Park what he calls the economic engine of Johnson County. Uh, Senegi is much more skeptical of that version of Overland Park. Um, He has admitted in forums that the Post has hosted that Overland Park is a great place to live. And that's why he and his family moved here. But uh, he points to some simmering issues of discontent among residents, especially around the city's use of tax incentives, rising property valuations, which can uh, impact property taxes, and then crime as well, which Senegi says is on the rise. So he thinks Overland Park is a good city, but that there are problems on the horizon that need to be addressed.
0: Economic and real estate development. Development is always a big issue. How have the candidates said they would approach tax incentives for developers?
2: Uh, so this may be where the candidates differ most starkly. Senegi is uh, much more skeptical of the use of tax incentives. He's repeatedly said uh, TIF money should only be used for areas that are blighted. Um, he says a good, a good example of the good use of tax incentives um, is using it for uh, redeveloping the area around the Metcalf and Shawnee Mission Parkway intersection. Uh, But he says too often developers have gotten public tax dollars when it's not warranted, he cites. Um, projects down south like Prairie Fire and Blue Hawk um, that were on prime pieces of real estate that that would have been developed without public money. Uh, Skoog has defended the city's use of tax incentives to spur development in some cases. He points to the development of downtown Overland Park, which has really become a destination in recent years. Um, He also notes that he has himself voted against some incentive proposals because they haven't met his criteria. So uh, we do see a real difference in um, each man's stance towards tax incentives.
0: Policing has also been a controversial issue in Overland Park. How have the candidates said they would tackle that?
2: Yeah, this is another area of disagreement. Senegi has really tried to cast himself as a law and order candidate, uh, really emphasized Overland Park's um, increased uh, rates of certain crimes over the past two years, um, especially property crimes like auto theft and break-ins have gone up, according to police statistics, uh, compared to the years immediately preceding the pandemic. Uh, Skoog is accused Senegi of scaremongering, trying to frighten voters, make them feel unsafe. Um, Skoog, for his part, has been uh, openly supportive of a move to raise city property taxes slightly this coming year in order to pay for a new unit in the police department that would respond to mental health crises. He sees that as a priority. Um, And and that kind of gets to my final point about policing. This conversation about policing in Overland Park is still inextricably linked to the 2018 fatal police shooting of teenager John Albers. Some residents, most notably Albers' mother, Sheila, are still very critical of current city leaders, including Skoog, for the handling of that shooting and the way in which the city came to a severance agreement with the officer who killed Albers. And we should know that the FBI is still conducting a civil rights investigation into Albers' killing, and there are indications that uh, the FBI is looking at the city's process Uh, to reach that severance deal as part of that investigation. So when that investigation is completed and the FBI does issue its findings, that is something that the next mayor will have to deal with.
0: So what have Skoog and Sineke said about climate change?
2: Well, this actually is um, interestingly a topic in which there there is some agreement. Both men say uh, that building in overland park development in overland park going forward needs to be sustainable Um, buildings need to be solar friendly have things like electrical vehicle charging stations Uh, they also both say that the city itself with its own Um, infrastructure and its own fleet of vehicles needs to look at ways to make its own operations more efficient and environmentally friendly and, of course, flood control is a big issue for Overland Park and other Johnson County cities that um, sit along Brush and Tomahawk Creeks especially, and so both men say that that needs to be closely watched and addressed. Um, You know, climate change is something that the Post has asked uh, candidates running for public office in Johnson County for years now, and we get differing levels of engagement, kind of depending on on where they lean politically. But it's interesting how, at least in this race, with two men who are pretty different ideologically, uh, the issue of climate change does seem to be something that they mostly agree on.
0: What about housing affordability? Is that an issue that's come up in this election?
2: Uh, yes, it has. Uh, and it's a big talking point in Overland Park and in other Johnson County races. And for many voters, this question of housing affordability comes down to a couple of things. The first one is, is property taxes and property values. With rising valuations, you know, it has put stress on some homeowners, especially older ones on fixed incomes. Um, and it's also made it hard for young or first time buyers to get into the market. And that's what's really colored this discussion about raising uh, the city's property tax rate that I mentioned earlier. Um, still, bear in mind, Overland Park has has the lowest property tax rate of any city in Johnson County by far. But the other way in which housing affordability is often talked about in Oakland Park is around the idea of density. And that word density is often used as code in Johnson County for apartments. And Senegi has been more adamantly against housing solutions that would bring more density. Um, like apartments, condos, and duplexes. And Skook has been more supportive of finding different, what he calls diverse housing stock options. And this is really symbolic of a real cultural difference between North and South Overland Park. North Overland Park inside the 435 loop generally does not have a lot of room to grow except for up. So there is more of a call in those wards for more diverse housing options like apartments and condos, Um, as long as they're affordable. Many uh, residents say the apartments that are being built, uh, sometimes with the help of tax incentives, are unaffordable. Uh, But in the South, where Senegi has his base, the the housing tracts are bigger. The notion of having a big single family spread is often a reason why people move out there. And so opposition to apartments is more vehement.
0: What other races in Johnson County are you watching?
2: Uh, So there's some pretty interesting school board races happening in Johnson County, like I think in a lot of areas around the country, especially in suburban areas. Uh, There have been major fights over schools, COVID-19 policies and the teaching of history and, and districts approaches to diversity and race colored along this this. Debate, if you will, about critical race theory. So, uh, you know, the forum, the the post has hosted uh, candidate forums for the past month. And really, our most intense and most watched forums have been for school boards. So we're covering school board races in Shawnee Mission, Blue Valley. In USD 232 in DeSoto. Um, and I should also say there are school board contests in Olathe, which we aren't covering. But in each of these districts, there is a clear split between slates of candidates that on one hand uh, support masking, support diversity and inclusion efforts, and slates of candidates on the other hand who want to make masks optional. Uh, they would characterize that as parental freedom. And they have just hammered the districts on this miscast idea about critical race theory being taught in schools, which the, the Kansas State Board of Education says is not the case, but still it's been a talking point. And so you read some national reporting on this, and I think it might apply in Johnson County this year, but the way school board contests go in this election cycle in these, in these small down ballot off-year elections um, could be a harbinger of how next year's congressional midterms and state house races go.
0: Kyle Palmer is the editor of the Shawnee Mission Post. Thanks, Kyle. Thanks, Nomi. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast was produced by Byron Love and edited by Gabe Rosenberg and C.J. Janovey. You can read our voter guides to the elections in Kansas City, Kansas and Overland Park on our website, kcur.org, where you can also listen to our live streams. If you like Kansas City today, tell your friends and rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can also call us at 816-235-8930. Leave us a voicemail letting us know what you think about this show and how we can better serve our listeners. Thanks for listening and I'll see you tomorrow.